something that I've noticed, particularly among baby Christians, start talking to them, and uh, we don't just end up talking about Jesus and, and, and what He's done in their lives. But um, I've noticed that many of them will also bring up these points about their opinion that the Apollo missions were fake, the moon landings were a hoax. They talk about the New World Order, the Illuminati, FEMA camps, and you know, trains with shackles in them, and, and all the typical things I'm sure everyone's somewhat familiar with. And I'm not saying this to deride them or to judge or condemn them, but. My problem with this is um, when we um, lose our focus on the gospel. And I think what happens when when people get saved and and why they uh, gravitate towards these uh, conspiracy theories is, you know, when they see that uh, the truth is in Christ and they start to view Him as their ultimate authority figure, it it causes them to reevaluate what they've been taught and to really question other authority figures, worldly authority figures. You're listening to Canary Cry Radio. Now here are your hosts, Basil and Gaunts. Hey everyone, welcome again to Canary Cry Radio. Thanks again for tuning in this week. My name is Basil. And I'm Gaunts, and we have... Uh, the better half of the Revelations Radio News co-host. We had Andrew Hoffman on a couple weeks ago, uh, but we saved the best for last. And it's Tim Kelkenny. How you doing, Tim? Pretty good, pretty good. I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. I, I think that Andrew may be the better half, but uh, I'm at least the better looking half, I guess. <laughs> That's what we meant, actually. I have that down in my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew, we love you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad we got you on here as well. We, uh, you know, you had a little audio um, shout out in in Andrew's episode, so I'm glad you made it. <laughs> yeah, you guys were, were giving me a lot of crap. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Well, you okay. know, we didn't mention you for like the first half hour, and then it was like, oh yeah, we should probably mention Tim because he's <laughs> like part of the show of you know. But anyway. Um, so we, we wanted to, well, first off, give us a short little synopsis of like how you started Revelations Radio News. And didn't you have a show before that as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, before Revelations Radio News, I actually had a show called The Tim and Mike Show. And I don't know how long you guys have been listening to the Revelations Radio Network, but it was originally started by Frank Lordy. Do you guys remember him, or were you around then? Or I, no? I wasn't around, but I know of him because I've I've heard enough of um, between Chris White and yourself and, and sure. others. I've I've I know who he is and what he meant to Revelations Radio Network. So right. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll explain to you real quick, and probably everybody else doesn't. So. Uh, yeah, uh, Frank Lordy was the creator of, of Revelations Radio Network. He was the one, I think, who actually sought out all the different podcasts and brought them together under one RSS feed. And it was uh, just, you know, something that I think is was kind of, I, I know it was life-changing for several people, including myself, and probably many more than we'll ever know, at least in this life. Um, but one of the things that they used to do was, you know, f- Frank was incredibly like empirical. He would like to try and figure out the news, try and figure out the financial side of things. It was always looking at, you know, the propaganda behind the propaganda, trying to find underlying themes. And to be honest, he's one of the best people, I think, 
uh, who had who has ever done that, as far as I know of. Um, some of the things that he predicted or said would be an issue in 2000, I don't even know when he stopped. I think it was 2010, 2009, I think. Um, some of the things that he was predicting in 2008-ish area are now coming to fruition. I mean, he was just just really good. Anyway, he used to do a show where he would get with Chris White and they would do a show on, on uh, Wednesdays called the Frank and Chris show. Right. And the Frank and Chris show was one of my all-time favorite shows because it was, you know, it was Frank's, you know, kind of empirical, like, let's look at the bottom, of, let's get to the bottom of this stuff. And then it was Chris White's whole, you know, show me another new age propagandist so I can debunk him. Right. <laughs> you know, because it really was the height of him. Like he was debunking one like every six months. Right. You know? And Tassari, and it got his YouTube account busted. And then, you know, he calls into, I think he actually calls into Alex Jones at some point, gets on the show talking about how Zeitgeist was a propaganda piece. And Frank Lordy was supposedly talking to Alex Jones at different points. And it was kind of like a really cool point in the network. Wow. And then uh, Frank, some things happen or whatever, Frank stops doing it. He actually took down the whole network. He hit, So Chris actually comes and gets the network from him and kind of saves it, brings it back up. And Frank retires. And that we kind of carry on. And for a while there, during the Frank and Chris show era, <laughs> we used to meet up on Wednesdays on Talk Shoe. And just, you know, everybody would sit in the chat room, talk to each other, and, and pray about different stuff or whatever. And Frank and Chris would try and figure out, you know, what's going on about, you know, different things. And one of the things that, you know, it was just such an important show and an important time for my coming of age as a Christian because. Uh, it just provided like a, a group of people who were like-minded around the world who were interested in the same things I was interested in and who were kind of had their guard down and were there amongst each other, you know, and, and right. you know, just in the chat room, just talking and praying and stuff, you know, several times felt the Holy Spirit and just a lot of fun, a lot of fun was had there. So when the Frank and Chris show, you know, stopped because, of course, Frank was was no longer there, there was no live show on Wednesdays. And uh, it just felt like there was something missing there. So um, after a while, you know, me and uh, Mike had been talking a bit on the phone. And Mike Gabinelli is a uh, guy who also kind of was around the network at that point, too. There's actually a, a few, like one podcast I know of in particular where Frank actually mentions him or whatever. But uh, Mike was around, and uh, we were talking to each other on the phone about this sort of stuff, and you know, just kind of had had kind of evaluated that both of us had led kind of different lives before coming to to Christ, and right. and uh, just you know, it was kind of the weirdest thing. I, I was in church one morning, and I was praying, and I just had this really moving experience. I just said, "Lord, you know, I'm not doing enough for you. You know, what, I I I feel, you know, I almost felt guilty or something. So I felt yeah. convicted, you know, like I need to do more for you, Lord. If you could." you know, point to something bigger that I'll do, I, I'll do it, Lord, you know, I'll do it. And I left and I'm just thinking like, oh man, you know, what, what's going to happen? You know, am I going to get, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, I was like, and I'm, I'm picturing something, you know, like I'm going to go to Egypt or something, you know, like, I don't right. know. And I get home and I have this, like, I think it was a Facebook message or a comment from Mike. And he's like, let's start doing our own podcast. Wow. And I was like, oh, right, I was like, right there. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. There's, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to do my own podcast, whatever. And it was like about 10 minutes after I'd shut the computer off after seeing that message or whatever that I realized I was like, oh, no, that's it. That's, that's it. You know, that's what I had been praying for. And, I, and part, of the, part of the reason I said, oh, no, is because I knew what a responsibility it was. But on the other hand, I was, you know, 
kind of excited and totally scared. So anyway, we started the, the Tim and Mike show, and it was essentially an exercise in coming of age in podcasting. <laughs> you know, right, right. So from the beginning, it was it had a, had a very rough start. So that's kind of that's kind of where where that show got started. Well, how right. long how long did you guys do um, Tim and Mike? Tim and Mike's show was, I think it's only about 60-something episodes. We did it for, we started in October of 2010, and I think we, well, we just wrapped it up this past February. So it's something like a little over a year, maybe 60-something episodes or so. And like I said, it, you know, the one thing that I felt like when we both started that show was that, you know, we didn't know anything about anything, you know, we're just rookies in, in podcasting and conspiracy stuff and everything. So we didn't try and make it like we're going to get to the bottom of stuff. It was more just like a place to meet and have fellowship. So some of the episodes, you know, you go back and, you know, there's moments of silence and we're like, well, what are we going to talk about now and stuff. But <laughs> other ones, it's, it's uh, a lot more moving where, you know, I'm like convicted about something or he's convicted about something or somebody calls in that needs to hear the gospel or, you know, there was one episode where like Dr. Future is like on the phone with us and there's a, a Muslim guy in the chat room who's asking about, you know, what, what's Christianity all about? And huh. Dr. Future, like, gets a chance to witness to him, like, directly. I'm, like, almost in tears. Wow. And then Dr. Future tells me afterwards, he's like, I just got, you know, he, he actually, I didn't know this at the time, but he says, you know, earlier this evening, I was in a class about how to witness to Muslims. And I came wow. home and got on your show, and there was a Muslim in the chat room, and he, he said, I just thought, gosh, this is pretty quick, you know. <laughs> so there, there's some amazing moments, but there's also a whole lot of moments where, like, me and him, me and Michael tell, like, bad jokes, or, you know, there'll be awkward silences <laughs> or whatever. So, you know, I don't – I'm proud of it as a whole because I think it had a good effect for the kingdom, but uh, podcast-wise, I don't know how, uh, how intriguing it would be. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, me and Gons definitely know how the the rookie game is. I think I'd still, <laughs> I'd still classify us there. But you, you guys know. are doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, shucks, Tim. Um, so yeah, very cool. And then from there, how'd that turn into uh, Revelations Radio News? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, from there, you know. Um, I was looking, and, and I was still missing that, you know, it's funny, I'm going to mention his name this many times, but I was still missing that Frank Lordy kind of empirical look at things. And I don't mean that to be offensive to anybody else that's on the network, you know, because there are plenty of people who are looking at the news on Revelations Radio Network that are worth listening to. Um, you know, for instance, Future Quake was doing at the time, you know, I don't think that last, uh, I started. we started Revelations Radio News, I think in August last august um you know future quake wasn't wrapping up but you know they were doing tomorrow's tremors and kind of doing their thing and derek and sharon you know they're always kind of going through the news and doing their thing but i just felt like there was uh i'm gonna probably get in trouble for this anybody hears it but maybe the younger voice you know our generation uh kind of the younger crowd missing missing from dissecting the news and i didn't you know chris as far as I'm concerned, is handling the spiritual new age deception side of it, right? Yeah. Like all we can do is supplement his work. So I'm looking at it and thinking, Chris isn't doing the news anymore. Frank used to do the news. Somebody needs to do young kind of, you know, voice about the news because I'm missing that. You know, every day I'm like trying to pick through the news and trying to figure out, you know, what would a, you know, with a Christian worldview, what would someone say about this? Right. And I had met uh, Andrew at the, uh, 
at one of the conferences the year past, uh, two couple years before in Nashville. And, you know, I didn't know that, he, you know, he had actually just written a book and was kind of just new to the game at that point. And I didn't, you know, we just kind of met and like started talking. It was one of those awesome conversations where anything you say, the other one's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just that doesn't very, happen very often for. Yeah, it's very rare in our circles where you, you can like talk about Nephilim, the, the Federal Reserve. Or right. <laughs> abuse or something. And they can stay with you the whole time. Right. So we were fast friends, and I just thought, you know, he's written this one book. He said he was going to write another. He doesn't seem to be doing that. Man, maybe he can, you know, help me do this. And, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping to lean on a lot of, a lot of his work and, and probably still do quite a bit to, uh, to kind of evaluate it. And, you know, it's another one where, you know, we start off, we don't even know what we're doing. I mean, even just last month, you know, we decided we'll try and go to a live network, which is a little more secular network. And, you know, that's not really our gig. We're, you know, we're still trying to do more things and trying to, uh, just trying to get, the, I don't know, the word out or I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just trying to produce content because I think I shared with you guys a little bit off air that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for alternative Christian media, I wouldn't be where I am. You know, I probably wouldn't even be a Christian. Right. Know? Yeah. And that's uh, that's actually kind of what we wanted to talk about was this idea of alternative media, which includes yourself and me and Gons and, you know, essentially uh, Revelations Radio Network. Um, all together and sort of this hive. Um, so, I mean, what do you think the importance is well, or even what is alternative media? I mean, just for those um, laymen's who aren't, uh, you know, kind of savvy to that. Sure, sure. I think alternative Christian media is uh, kind of, well... <laughs> It's, it's a natural end to a generation that has gone through the Disneyfication of the Bible in church. <laughs> right. And I really am, you know, I, I look back on my childhood and, you know, everybody, you know, can see different themes throughout their life. But one of the cons- consistent themes that I look back on and see is that the church was so Disneyfied, but the Bible was so, you know, like there wasn't any, you know, <laughs> questions that actually you can that Disneyfied, would, that's a good word. And I don't mean like, I don't mean this to be, you know, derogatory towards the church or whatnot, but, you know. Well, I mean, if you think about some of the things that we grew up with, I mean, I, I remember watching some, and you know that obviously it's a kid's show, and, and it, I'm sure this guy has done great work, but it was a donut guy. It was a donut uh, preaching the word of God and a, and a baker. And so, um I mean, growing up in a Christian home, and you see enough of that kind of stuff, um, not to put that stuff down. I mean, the kids need Jesus too, but I mean, even Veggie Tales and stuff like that, um, at least for me, this might not have been what you were referring to, but um, it, it, it kind of puts the whole truth and kind of gnarly reality of the Bible uh, kind of numbs it from... Sure being you know subjected to that kind of stuff as a kid sure sure and i think that uh when you when i think that kind of in reference to what you're talking about like once you start to realize that hey the bible is outlawed in many countries and it's been outlawed through most of time in many different places around the world then you start to see like hey maybe you know the donut that's telling me this stuff you know isn't the end of the <laughs> isn't right. the end, isn't the end of reality here right. and i think what i'm kind of referencing is the fact that 
you know, as a teen or young teen adult, uh, looking for answers, looking for things to uh, to look into, you know, uh, like I really wish that somebody would have told me that there was witches and giants and spells and you know just absolute you know kind of craziness going on in the Bible because what we have, I think. Uh, a, now is a generation of of kids who have been brought up where that stuff wasn't mentioned you know everybody right. and there's this weird disconnect like this double think like yeah everybody knows about david and goliath but if you ask somebody the giants ever exist they'll say no it's like well what happened in the bible it straight says that the guy is 10 feet tall then right. why is it that this you know you don't think the giants exist yeah so, no that's a great point with the Disneyfication, as I keep saying over and over again, it's, uh, you know, I lost interest in the church. And uh, it's not the fault of the church, I don't think. But I do think that if if there was someone there, you know, when I'm a young adult, you know, to, to explain, like, or even just to broach, or, you know, some of these topics, I think that, you know, I might have I gone a different way. And the, the interesting part about that is that I kind of have a similar experience in school where I'm learning, you know, through school that essentially, you know, you go, th- I have this very, very hate relationship with uh, institutionalized schooling. But <laughs> when you go through it, uh, you know, you essentially just, rem- you know, memorize everything they want you to memorize. And then you, you know, put it all on a piece of paper afterwards. And then you get a grade according to that. And there's no, like, actual searching for truth. You're just memorizing what they want you to tell. So later in life, when I'm looking for answers and I start to come across the Nephilim or start to come across, like, the Federal Reserve or start to come across these things, which many of us in our veneration, you know, because of the benefit of the Internet, have come across. Right. Uh, w- the answers, it turns out, points me right back to Jesus where I started and I had been kind of running from for quite a while. And I, I had originally thought like, oh, I'm so much bigger than what my church upbringing was. Right. But I just don't feel like that the, 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 the church, the gospel, the Bible that I was taught as a kid was as big as it is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just enormous. And I, I don't know, maybe that's just being too critical of it. But I feel like there's a lot of kids in our generation who just think that the Bible is this small-minded book and not this absolute, you know, wonderful, mysterious, you know, never to never could you learn every bit of it. Right. Book it really is. And yeah, I think when, exactly. when people can start to find that, then they come to the truth and then they're face to face with it. And I think that that's, that's what we need. We need more of that. And that's why when you guys came on the network, I was so excited. I'm like, perfect. Between, you know, Revelations Radio News and this show, you know, maybe we can bring in more people and, and show them that. You know, Christians do care about this stuff. We do know about it. We do want to talk about it. Yeah, and I think the a big thing too, and Revelations Radio uh, Network was so big for my walk as well because, um, you know, it was discovering it was discovering La Marzulli on coast to coast, and that led to um, PID Radio and then Revelations Radio Network. It was it it, it was kind of like um, I feel like it was the net that caught me. Amen. Before I fell all the way away, you know what I mean? Because yes. I had just been saved. It's been a couple of years, and you know, it, it was like okay, it made sense. You know, like um, the gospel message made sense to me. But at the same time, I had so many questions because I was naturally into conspiracy theories and UFOs and all this stuff. And I'm going, okay, well, let's 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 put you know this thing Christianity and the Bible. Let's put it to the ultimate test. In my mind, is all this other stuff conspiracies, the government, blah blah blah. What you know. If this uh, 
document, this scripture is supposed to be inerrant and, you know, reference all of history and all of mankind and, and everything entailing the entire history of humanity, then it should have some answers about all this, you know, stuff that I've never heard about. And yeah, it was this network and the people on it that definitely, uh, um, helped me get those answers. And it, it was, uh, Definitely life changing because and you know it's interesting too that you both of you guys I think if if you you know I didn't grow up in the church so I didn't have that sort of uh, I guess I don't know uh, disnification if you will yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't have that growing up but at the same time what's really interesting is that having only been a believer for you know a handful of years I see it I I see the disconnect between you know the institutionalized church and, and some of this other stuff with, you know, prophecy and the Nephilim sons of God, all this stuff, there's a huge disconnect and it doesn't make sense to me because I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there should be more continuity between, you know, the, again, the institution and then some of this other stuff. Prophecy should be something right. talked about more often, but right. it's one of the proofs of the Bible being um, something supernatural. And I, I don't understand why you would ignore that, vital point you know yeah Um, exactly i think and in my case here's like how i like to explain it which is i I grew up in the church um and you know into my teen years and into my 20s almost even uh you know spending so much time in the church and my you know my dad's a pastor and this basically is my life went to christian school and it just naturally becomes comfortable or you know you get a complacency well so there's that and then there's you know the numbing of that whole thing with like the actual awesomeness of the bible and the craziness of the spiritual things that actually happen and then ever since i was a kid um i used to be on a ski team and every morning every weekend for like my younger life was spent skiing and so we would drive um to the place and every morning i don't know how this happened. I'm, I'm sure that coast to coast wasn't playing in the morning, but somehow I would listen to coast to coast with my dad in the car. So now I had these and was super into it. And that, that just captured me everything that was on there. But then later in my life, when I suddenly put these two sort of worlds together, uh, it was like, you know, mixing sodium and water or something. <laughs> it just got, out of control and so here we go here and i think that's um i think that's really important and i think that's a a big thing for today i think that's going to be a big uh uh aspect of you know new believers especially in these crazy times sure you know it's like it's like uh i think it was a spurgeon quote where it said basically you don't have to defend the bible the bible is like a lion you just let it loose yeah and I think that's, you know, Basil, when you were going to ask all these questions, you're like, well, I'm interested in conspiracies. I'm, you know, I'm interested in knowing all this stuff. How does this hold up to this, you know, this supposedly special scripture? It holds up perfectly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's talked about in there. You know, it's, it's, and those are the, the parts that kids our age, people our age are finding 
and they're you know they're asking these questions and the only one who's out there talking about these things who's you know not the only one but the majority of people who are out there talking about these things are going to take them down the wrong path yeah. and those are those are your david ikes and your michael tassarians and and you know sure you can feel that there's a problem you can feel that a lot of what's going on around us isn't supposed to be like this you can almost feel the spiritual you know, uh, war that's going on around us. And when you really start to get in tune with that, which, you know, I, I did, um, then you start to, you know, to go in, you know, the wrong direction. And uh, especially when you start to kind of figure out these things, you know, like about conspiracies or, or whatnot. And, you know, I just, you know, like you said, the it was a safety net, you know, and, it, yeah. and I couldn't agree more. Revelations Radio Network was a safety net. And it, it's, you know, I look back on it and it's like, you know, it's the most like, you know, strange mundane thing. But my friend decided that, hey, you know, I'm going to watch this uh, documentary. He orders it online and like gives it to me. He's like, man, you got to watch this. Apparently, you know, the IRS is not even giving the government our money and it's all legal. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. You know, and I just, you know, I was totally just, you know, lost in the, in the matrix of it all. I, I didn't right. pay attention to politics. I had just got out of the Navy a few years previous and had a decent job. And somebody hands me freedom to fascism. And I go and start watching it. And like, it starts, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I wasn't told this stuff. And then yeah. I start to kind of pursue this alternate, you know, version of history or whatever. And eventually I'm, I'm like, you know, all of a sudden now I'm, you know, if you fast forward a month or two of just hardcore, you know, internet quote unquote research, which yeah. is a lot of me maybe not reading, but watching YouTube videos. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I think we all do that. Yeah. But one of the things that happens though, is that stuff starts to click, right? Yeah. When you start yeah. to learn about the Federal Reserve, stuff starts to click. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That makes too much sense. Yeah. I don't want to believe it, but it makes too much sense. 9-11, that makes way too much sense. I don't want to believe it, but it makes too much sense. Then you get somebody like, you know, David Icke saying, you know, they're lizard people. You know, the whole the, they're all lizard people. And you're like, well, you know, that sounds that sounds horrible. But then again, I can't imagine, you know, satanic ritual abuse. So maybe they are lizards. You know, uh, and then that's where the danger comes. Then you end up getting on a slippery slope, and then the things don't start to click. You know, then all of a sudden now it's like. Dude, all we got to do is get together and, you know, I, I got an email from, I think it was, I had a brief uh, stint with the uh, 9-11 Truth and I got an email one time and the guy was just like, look, today's the day when the crystals in South America are going to be in the right frequency and we all need to get together and clear our minds at two o'clock and send happy thoughts. And I'm just like, I'm not like a Christian yet, but I'm definitely headed in that direction. And I'm just thinking like, this is ridiculous. Like if you think like the stuff I'm reading about, the satanic ritual abuse and the stuff that they're doing, if you think getting together and thinking happy thoughts at two o'clock is going to do something, you know, this isn't the answer for me. And then I, you know, then I started to search, search a little bit more. And I think what one thing Chris White has done is pointed out how important that period is. And I look back at mine and I'm a textbook case. You know, I'm lucky enough to have the foundation of the gospel when I was a child, but I left it. I mean, I totally just left it behind and, and kind of went my own way for several years. And then, you know, once you start to kind of clear away you know the brainwashing or whatever you kind of like it's such an it's such a scary time right then and chris white yeah. is that's the whole reason I, I tell you i almost tell you right now that that's he would back me up but that's almost the whole reason chris white got into this because when you're cleared you know of everything you knew as a child or whatever and start to realize that it was all a lie 
it's extremely dangerous point. Right, because you can right. get that's it, you're very fertile. So yeah. whatever gets planted there can be, uh, you know, it can become the belief system. But yeah, I, th- I think you know some of the things reflecting on some of the things you're saying. You know, I, I had gotten really into listening to Jordan Maxwell and David Icke sure. and David Wilcock sure. and. And that was the same time. You know, what's interesting is they were the ones that really showed me a lot about the conspiracies because they were really the the big people talking about it on the internet, at least. You know, I, I did the same thing. I went on YouTube. I looked for, right. you know, UFO, blah, blah, blah. And, and even like UFO in the Bible or like Jesus and, uh, you know, aliens or something. You know, just different combinations of words because I was trying to put the two together. Like, what what is going on here, you know? Right. And all of those, um, a lot of hits were, you know, Project Camelot, these, a lot of mm-hmm. these new age thinking people. And so it really started to uh, make the whole idea of Jesus sort of wishy-washy, and it made it really watered down. I'm going, okay, well, I'm really confused now because there's a group of people that I visit on Sundays telling me that, you know, that this Jesus guy is God, and then I have another, you know, these guys on the internet or whatever telling me that he's just another guru and we're going to be like him based on our ability to meditate and focus on nothing or whatever it is. So, you know, I think the one interview that really uh, captured my attention was when Chris White put out a podcast where he, he had been kind of set up and uh, they invited Jordan Maxwell on and they went at it for a while and it was, you know, it was like a 20 minute podcast, but it was like, Whoa, you know, I, it, I always thought Jordan Maxwell was, uh, you know, I was, I was a little suspicious, but at the same time, you know, I I thought he was giving out some good information, you know, about the world government or the Illuminati sure, or whatever. Sure. And, and he it, is. Yeah, they all are, which is yeah. kind of the the, the, the part that the makes point. it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just his the, his character and how he uh, responded to Chris was really kind of like, okay, that's really weird. Why would he get so upset? You know, and Chris got pretty heated up too, but. but uh you know it was it was moments like that those podcasts that really you know grabbed my attention more like oh wow there's really you know uh an answer here so um but and there's really christians out there that want to talk about this stuff yeah and that's the one thing i want to like if if anything that's like the one message i want to get across is that you know if you're out there searching you can come across people who know about a lot of the stuff that you're interested in and believe in Jesus. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, some, some of that stuff on YouTube can be pretty dangerous, especially for somebody who, you know, is seemingly pretty well rooted. I mean, I, uh, I was spending some time doing some research on the enemy there for a little while, which sure. is a dang- dangerous thing to do, uh, I came to find out because I'm watching all these, you know, uh, spiritual science videos. And just I forgot what I was exactly researching, but and you know they start talking about energies and mm-hmm. uh, the big pulse that's coming in 2012, and then I start thinking like, well, God could have made us with energies, and right. he, he yeah. could be having a big yeah. pulse that could be his thing and then i'm like hold on a second okay let's go listen to something you know like it, it becomes very easy to um to start mixing things together um because it, it it's sort of 
I mean, you're already sort of in that mode where you're like, okay, uh, you know, like 9-11, all this stuff, it's fitting together and the Bible and the Nephilim and everything's fitting together. Okay, cool, cool, making connections, energy. Um, okay, this can fit here. Uh, big pulse. Let's uh, put this here. Um, chakras can fit. Wait a second. This isn't. This stopped fitting together a long time <laughs> right. ago. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, I think actually, it's really. Uh, you had mentioned Tim about just the youth, and right now when I look at youth culture, and you know, youth culture being promoted by media anyway, is really into the supernatural elements of. Anything supernatural, anything but anything, anything occult, right? It's like right. werewolves and witches and wizards, and yeah. you know, it's all occult. And it's like one of my favorite um, search terms for Canary Cry Radio is: "Is my babysitter's a vampire satanic?" And I think that's like a Disney show or something. It is, it is a Disney show. <laughs> We've gotten oh, plenty geez. of hits for that. I'm like, maybe no, Disneyfication was the wrong word to describe the church. I think that <laughs> well, was I, far, no, no. I actually think mean. no. <laughs> I actually did write a, a blog post a few weeks ago that um, talked about that show because they were prancing around basically in the episode. Uh, you know, they're high school kids or whatever, but you know, half of them are the girls are vampires, and you know, but they're good guys or whatever. Right. And you know, the there's a new girl in t- in, the, in the school and she's, you know, uh she just happens to be like the resurrection of some old ancient goddess or something and she's trying to resurrect her her like god husband or whatever who's like the sun god. Okay. And so he <laughs> yeah, so she like hypnotizes all the guys with her looks and all this stuff and by the end of the show they have like 15 guys that are, you know, they're probably teenagers or late teens or something. I mean, yes, it's a TV show, but you know they're acting, quote unquote. But they're still carrying out this thing where they're holding this crystal skull, and they're walking around, you know, the school campus, like chanting something and following this chick around. Wow. And it's like, you know, and at the end, it's I don't know. Anyway, wow. you know, my point is like <laughs> really intense. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and I'm watching this going. This is Disney Channel, right? Like this is what I think it is. Like, how many millions of kids are watching this right now? You know, and just being like, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we can hypnotize or be a vampire or whatever? And I I feel like that's where the kids are kind of getting their culture and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the church Mm -hmm. isn't really doing anything about it. You know, they're they're, at least, you know, from my perspective of working in a, um, you know, student ministries from at least from a tech standpoint, which, again, I don't get to control any content driven stuff. So it's not. I'm I'm only observing what I've seen, but sure. it's it's not that it's bad, but it doesn't really address those issues. And I, I'm I don't know if I don't know. Part of me sometimes loses faith in a little bit of this, and like thinks, well, maybe kids just really, you know, they maybe they're really not into it. You know, maybe they're not really interested at all. But I gotta think that they are because it's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere, yeah. all over the the TVs and internet and everything. Right. And I mean, that's just, it just brings up the point of, you know, the mainstream media just shaping the culture to, you know, whoever, which is the biggest, um, I think is the biggest disaster of modern humanity, which is the beast that is, you know, the mass media. Um, Just because of just how much power it is and how much, uh, how secretly it can change culture just on its own and how oblivious even some people in the industry are to it. Um, 
you know, I I spent my you know spent some time trying uh, my hand at the industry, and that's what I went to school for. Um, and it's like, well, first of all, just the the oppression you feel <laughs> with everybody working um, in that industry is just palpable. But then at the same time, you see uh, the stories being told and the things being on uh, being shown on television, and they just totally go against what some of uh, the, the crew are like. For instance, uh, uh, I will know Christians who will work on things like um, My Babysitter is a Vampire and just be completely oblivious to how absurdly satanic the thing seems to be. And uh, I just, it just goes to show how powerful just the, the beast, the spiritual beast, the reigning um, of, you know, the entity, the spiritual entities over the, what we call the mass media and, you know, the propaganda and everything that goes with it. Sure, sure. Wasn't it William Ramsey who's on your show who said that J.K. Rowling's middle name isn't even start with a K? Yeah, right. she like yeah. changed it allegedly. But she she changed it allegedly because of the end of the word magic. Right, right. You know, in uh, Crowley's sense. So there you go. You have in most of the church approved of Harry Potter. Right. You know, not I won't say most, but a good deal of it. You know, oh, it's okay. It's just playing around, and and they're you know actually kind of experimenting then with the occult. You know, and I the one thing I. I think if you want to look at the mainstream media shaping perceptions without any alternative views, you just have to look at your parents because your parents grew up with only TV. Like when they, when TV first started, it was like the truth, you right. know, like Walter Cronkite was on, there was only three channels and they would tell you the truth. Right. And that's one of the reasons it's so hard to snap them out of this paradigm that, Hey, everything on TV isn't true. They'll give you lip service. Like, Oh yeah, of course I only listen to Glenn Beck. You know, everything's not true. <laughs> You know, and I've struggled with that. But right. one of the reason I think alternative Christian media is so important is because we're a different generation. And while there is the beast system that does reign supreme, you know, over the TV and much of the culture, there still is the internet. Right. And when people go to the internet, they can find something different. And more kids in our generation are apt to look and, you know, ask a question was 9 11 the real deal? Right. You know, and maybe, our, you know, maybe I'm not giving our parents enough credit because, you know, they didn't have the Internet. And that's just, you know, if maybe if they did, they would have looked up, you know, was Kennedy assassinated by our own government or something and they would have right. woke up. But I think in this dragnet that takes place uh, or not necessarily dragnet, but where people are basically looking for other answers, I think alternative Christian media is extremely important. And mainly because, you know, I almost fell into this, you know, right. uh, I actually watched Zeitgeist, and I, you know, I had been raised in a Christian home, right. um, and I had left the faith or whatever, and just wasn't, you know, just kind of wasn't for me. I'll find my own way. You know, Jesus can't be the only way. That's just the way I was born into, right? right. And uh, you know, find Zeitgeist, and uh, it scared the scared the Dickens out of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I was the same way. It was, uh, and and even in our generation, even. Uh, when we were kids, the internet was so new sure. that you know th it wasn't as widespread as it is now. I mean, I remember when Fahrenheit 9/11 came out, yep. and the and and you're like, I mean, the, some people that's are, the truth, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's anti the you know the Bush family. That's gotta be real. Yeah, exactly. And I had no other uh, framework for this besides Fahrenheit 9/11. Um, 
you know, I wasn't going on the internet to do this. I mean, some of this, you know, I was younger, but at the same time, I mean, it's, it's the, the internet is a whole new creation or creature than it was even five years ago. I mean, yeah, it's just evolving so much. And yeah, and, you know, it's projected by, you know, many a uh, professional that uh, the internet is soon going to take over TV too, um, or as well. But it's nice that we can still have our own place on the internet, even though the major uh, companies are, you know, adapting to the changes. And, you know, I think that's what's, that's what's important is, you know, where, you know, like uh, Gons was looking for different answers and coming across, you know, Tassarian and Jordan Maxwell and, and, and uh, those folks, you know, the what makes up a good disinfo agent is that they have 90% truth or even 95% truth. And it's just that little bit that they have. That's a lie. Right. And, and, right. and every single one of them has, you know, their part about Jesus isn't real or he's just the sun God or he's just this. Right. And I think that that's exact. that's the enemy. I mean, that's what we should be fighting out. We should be out here talking about the exact same things that they're talking about, but not, but on the other hand saying, but he, Jesus is real. And he saved my life, and he can save yours, and it's all that's important. Right. Yeah, I'm so happy that there is a community online, because I think, you know, for a while, that's why I think when Basil and I met, it was sort of like a, like, really? Like, <laughs> you know about right. some of this stuff? And because, and you know, we were in the same church and stuff, and um, up until that point, and it's, I, I wrote about this a little bit in the, you know, the articles that I wrote, Christian Conspiracy Theorists, but... It's it's sort of a dangerous thing because you can you really can fall into a sense of isolation and how yes. you don't belong and you you know I, I can't relate to anybody in my church and it's it really I think it's a bigger problem than it seems um, because we don't hear about it people are going through this that we don't know right. about but they kind of they don't continue to press the issue because they don't get the answers right away they kind of just put it aside they sweep it under the rug and they kind of just right. go on. Right, and these things happen in the privacy of your own home. Like you don't know about them right, happening, exactly. but the sheer success—not and not that he's a rich man in any stretch of the imagination—of Chris, yeah, just because he's he's search engine optimized and he brings the truth, and he gets you know trillions of emails and, and, and is probably responsible for more conversions than we'll ever know. Right. But that's because people in the privacy of their own home Google. Is Jesus real and was 9-11 an inside job? Right. You know, and those things, you know, and, and I just want more people out there like yourselves, like Chris White, like, you know, PID, you know, like Future Quake was to be able to to grab them. And because I almost went down that road and that's why I have a heart for it. Uh, you know, like I said, I watched, you know, Zeitgeist and I wasn't convinced, but I was scared, you know. Yeah. And I, I think I Googled, you know, Zeitgeist is, you know, can't be real or whatever. And I think the first one I came across was like, I don't know, it was like some written thing. And the guy, you know, was writing a letter to his son about how it wasn't real. And he debunked like every point in part one and like lays it all out. <laughs> and, then in, and then he says, I'm not even going to go to part two and three because if that much is wrong in part one, then of course you you know you don't have to anyway it was kind of funny because I thought wait a second part two and three are totally fine yeah it's part one I'm worried <laughs> yeah, about yeah yeah but the next funny. person next person I found was Chris and to the, then it was this like this shock to the system it's like okay wait a second so there's this Illuminati group right and they're doing some terrible terrible things and then there's this guy he knows about it but he still thinks Jesus is the answer what's the deal here that doesn't even make sense <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
No, totally. Chris has been definitely a, a big encourager for me to even start, you know, media stuff. Uh, sure. But, and your your movie, I mean, it's only been out what a year or two, and yeah. it almost has a, almost has a million views already. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. That's how awesome, that man. So you're you're out there doing you know the exact thing we're talking about. I I really need to get some of our stuff up on YouTube and do that. I have a channel and I have like a thousand subscribers or something. But all I it's I, I don't take any credit for that because I basically. All I did was repost other people's <laughs> videos. But, you know, one day I just saw, you know, someone else that I knew. I think it was Mike from the Tim and Mike show that he had just reposted all the videos. He's like, you know, who cares? You know, that I don't get, you know, I give them credit and I just put them up on mine. It's just putting the stuff out there. So, yeah. you know, I, I started doing the same thing. But I really need to get back on there because that's where, that's where the people are. I mean, that's where I was searching. And I think that's where a lot of people are searching for, for the truth. So Yeah, which is really interesting. I think there is a little bit of... um just going a little bit back to the alternative media, sure. it seems like with the money, you know, flowing into more people being interested in sort of an alternative media outlet. And as money kind of trickles in, I've sort of seen, uh, I don't want to say a decay, but just sort of a mm. commercialization of not, like a non-Christian alternative media stream, you know, like a, right. I, I don't yeah. exactly know, Specifically, but it just seems like the more commercial it gets, it's sort of losing its, you know, its purity, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, th- I think a good example might be Alex Jones. Sure. Yeah. As a secular example. Um, I mean, what the guy has to say is what the guy has to say, but, you know, the entire thing has become. You know, go to Survivor Mall, get your Survivor stuff. He did. He did a live reading the other day. I didn't. I I guess he's been doing them, but I actually went back to listen to. An oh yeah, right. He did a live reading, and I just I was like, oh man, that's where we are now. Like, yeah, because it's 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 hard to hear. Like, oh, this guy's going to tell me the truth, and then. In the break, he's like, well, you know, my family and I lost eight pounds when I started doing this and this and this. And it's like, <laughs> the thing about it is, is like, dude, you are supposedly giving out truth. And now every 15 minutes, I got to hear about how you lost eight pounds in a month. And I'm not real sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to, you know, it, you know. Yeah. And, and I agree 100% that it is kind of a direction that some of the alternative media has been going. Well, and and it's a fine line because I mean, alternative, sure, it's media, true. Yep. alternative media they have bills. Bills yep. happen, yep. and um, you know it. It's we should be supporting them. Without the support uh, for alternative media, it, it it wouldn't exist. I mean, it would rely on the hobbyists. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's a very fine line. But it, you know, it's a it's a line that you can see pretty well. You know, you feel it, you know, there's a difference between Alex Jones uh, having, you know, a store and some survival things and then, (laughs) then, you know, giving his weight loss testimonials and, uh, uh, and things like that. So it's something that that you can feel and it's easy to, well, more or less easy to discern. Um, So it shouldn't be a, I don't think a huge, huge uh, point of contention, but still. Um, still a uh, a factor when it comes into alternative media. Well, I, I also think like where does the hope come from with yes, alternative yes. media outlets? Because that, yeah. yeah, sorry, I I could totally take off. No, that no, really, go ahead. 
Okay, that really was one of the reasons I, I forgot to mention that I got into it was because making people scared is like shooting fish in a barrel. Right, and I right. just and I just felt like that every place I turned when I was looking for news was just something else that was going to make me scared. You know, in right. you know AJ, you know I'm I'm a little harsher on him than I think Andrew is, but I'm not you know like oh my gosh he's an agent everything else. Right. Um, but AJ. you know I think. That's one of the things, Alex Jones. I mean, and yeah. that's one of the things about him that has always, you know, kind of bothered me is that he, you know, he can produce that fear. Right. And he's not as bad as like some of the others. You know, you start to get on YouTube and you start to get into indiv- individuals who are just vlogging and trying to figure it out. You know, it's like every other month, you know, we're going to get hit by a comet or there's going to be this <laughs> yeah. giant false flag and the right. Simpsons told me all about it. Right. And, you know, it's so easy. And and like uh, Gons mentioned a second ago, you know, these people that are searching for these things are alone in front of their computer in a private place. And then it's just like someone's on there, you know, like, you know, the Simpsons episode predicted 9-11 and now the Simpsons predicted that 11-11-11, we're all going to die. And, right. you know, you start looking, you start getting, oh, well, this guy, he knows 9-11 truth is real. You know, he knows the Federal Reserve and now he thinks the Simpsons is going to predict our, you know, the end of the world. <laughs> and you, it's so easy to do that. It's right. so easy to get on. And you can get tons of views. Right. But to responsibly bring content and talk about things that are hard to talk about and that may have uh, bad consequences, dire consequences for you know humanity, uh, us individuals in the future, but do it calmly and be able to point to Jesus as a higher power. You know that was one of the main reasons I loved Future Quake. Future yeah. Quake was an amazing show, and they would take on false flags, they would take on aliens, they would take on anything, and the whole time they were cracking jokes. And praying, saying Jesus is the answer. And that made such a big impact on me. And if I can do half, you know, a quarter of what they did in that, where I'm presenting the news and we're not getting scared. Getting scared is so easy. And every, you know, it's another theme I talk about on the Revelations Radio News is that it seems like every other year they like, they know the alternative media is there and they're like, they'll send like a a horrible story down the pipeline. I swear (laughs) just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and I swear they sit back and laugh, like, watch this. We'll tell them swine flu is real. And then like (laughs) now all of a sudden you almost have the same thing going on the alternative media that you have in the mainstream media in that fear is what people, you know, is what sells is what people are interested in. So then we start to do it, you know, you know, the, 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 the Gulf oil incident. Oh, it's in revelation. The the water is turning red. This is the seventh seal. And, you know, it just seems like every year there's one of those stories that they throw down, you know, the hole just to see what comes out. And of course, right. like clockwork, we all, you know, a lot of us take the bait and we're like, Oh, we're all going to die. What are we going to do? Let's, let's get around our crystals and think positive thoughts. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, is that the solutions that are, you know, the, the potential solutions that they provide are either one ourselves, right? A lot of the new agers are talking about, you know, we are the change. Like we change have the, the chan- consciousness yeah. and together, <laughs> together we can defeat them. It's yeah. all your consciousness, or, dude. Yeah. Or it's like, get your guns out, you know, stock <laughs> yeah. up. Like yeah. exactly. exactly. It's just, there's no, there's nothing that's like, no, it's, it's beyond just this physical thing. It's a spiritual battle. Amen. And, and it's really, Jesus has to be the answer because there's no other thing that makes sense. Like nothing else that we do is going to change 
what's already happening in the bigger scheme of things with government and trickles all the way back to this, you know, the idea of mainstream media and propaganda, but it's like, there's nothing that, that we can do, you know, electing Ron Paul wouldn't have really changed a whole lot. I don't think like it might've for a little bit or it might've seemed like it, but ultimately I don't think it would have made that big of a difference because he probably would have been shot and killed or I don't He's know. He's still going, man. He's still going, but yeah, no. And it's, it, it totally makes sense because if you think about it, there, there really is nothing that makes sense besides Jesus being the savior and the protector of the world and our souls and the future and we can let go and we don't need to worry about the Illuminati taking over the world because a bunch of dudes from Illinois with guns isn't going to bring down the Illuminati. <laughs> the, all the, um, you know, sitting around in Kumbaya and your crystals glowing strange colors are, is not going to bring down the Illuminati or any, anything. So it's like, it's almost like there's no reason to fear and that and admitting that and uh basing your reactions off of that there's no reason to fear because it's already taken care of the enemy is already defeated and you know we're just watching the show at this point yeah but it's also important um to alarm people you know and i think each one of us has a different job to do as far as, you know, for example, I, I picture someone like Eli Marzulli to be a, a bigger bridge than people would think. You know, he goes on coast to coast. He, you know, he, he says Yeshua, his real name, instead right. of Jesus. He'll say, I remember a, in particular, the last time he was on, or maybe the time before that or something, he was very, um, it was interesting because George Norrie was sort of trying to press, make him sound more religious, I think. Right. And, and LA is sitting there going, this isn't about religion. This isn't about, you know, political garbage, you know, and he goes right back into, you know, all the stuff he goes into with the sons of God and the Nephilim and the alien deception and everything like that. And, you know, preaching the gospel in such a unique way, you know, it's right. just, only he can do it, you know? Right. Um, but I think there needs to be more of us out there that are sort of doing that. Yeah, he's the only person I've ever heard use the word Christianese and be like dead serious about it. He's like, I don't like, he's like, I heard him speak at a conference. He's like, I don't like speaking in the Christianese. He says, you turn people off with that. He says, like, let's just talk about, you know, the guidebook to the supernatural and this other stuff. And you just got to sit back and like, be like, yeah, I can see how that would work a little better. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I, and that's the thing that's so cool about you guys doing this. And I encourage more people to do it, you know, but it, Anybody who's listened to this, who knows about the things that we know about and stuff, uh, or you know, who has a, even a podcast, we have a job to do. Okay, there are many people in the world who are totally lost, and many of them are our friends. And we happen to know about you know the truth about some some things like September 11th and and the uh, the true connections to you know Nazism and the you know the elite and you know uh, eugenics and uh, you know false flag attacks all of these things and a lot of our friends don't know about those things but a lot of them also don't necessarily know that Jesus is away or aren't living it. And because we do happen to know that, God has put us in a unique position to not spread fear, 
but to spread him. Because we know how dire the situation is. It's our responsibility to tell other people that, hey, you know, this is what's going on here. This is what's going on here. I think this is what this is. You know, this is a spiritual battle, you know. And I swear, you know, I sometimes must sound like a broken record to my girlfriend or some of my friends. I'm like, well, you know, that's a, you know, that's, what do you think, Tim? Well, I think it's a demonic energy you're dealing with there. You know, well, that's what <laughs> right. you said last time, right? And he's like, yeah. well, you know, I'm talking to my dead grandpa, but what do you think, Tim? I think you're dealing with demonic energy. <laughs> I had this, I had this weird, you know, happenstance with, you know, I was doing a bunch of drugs and then the shadow guy came at me and I said, yeah, you're dealing with the demonic because it's everywhere. Our culture is saturated with it. Right. And we happen to know that. We do, yeah. and therefore we have a responsibility to talk to people about it because I don't want to bash the mainstream church. I love, you know, to bash the mainstream church is silly because it's, uh, it's like saying the body of Christ, you know, like, oh, yeah, God's not big enough to infiltrate the culture of Christianity, right. which I'm not a huge right. fan of, but it's not, a, it's not a, you know, God's still working in the church. Yeah. But we happen to know, we happen to be living in this time, you know, each one of us could have been, you know, living in some other time in some other place you know i know basil would love to go back in time i can tell from the mars episode <laughs> but we each person here in my voice right now lives in this age in this age of of internet in this age of a, a smaller world because of communication and everything and in an age where occultism is just rampant where the homosexuality and uh you know the killing of babies that are unborn is normal yeah, you know, right, and right. God has chosen us to be in this time, in this place. And this, God doesn't do stuff that God I know doesn't just do stuff randomly. Right. He didn't just pick a date and throw me out here. And right. so I think that we happen to live in a time where it's our responsibility to tell people, to say, hey, you know, I know you don't care about this politics stuff, and but you do feel like something's wrong you know, in your heart, there is something wrong. And this is what it is. You know, this politics stuff is baloney and there's a real spiritual war going on. And here's what I think it is. And I used to, you know, it's so funny. I used to go out and just hand people freedom to fascism because that was the one that woke me up, right? And like right. led me to become a Christian. So I figured I'll just give everybody freedom to fascism and then they'll become Christians. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, it never works like that. Uh, but one way I've learned after years and years of trying this and talking to different people that it does work is to just don't get and it's hard for me somebody who's excited about it or likes to talk you know to to not get preachy and to pick my moments well but to pick them well and just say what 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 I think it is you know with some spiritual discernment what's going on with this or what's going on with that because people who have just like straight up laughed in my face like you are so ridiculous have come back later and said you know, that kind of makes some sense. I was doing some more thinking about that. What do you think about this? And this time they don't laugh. They just go away kind of quietly. Right. You know, and then they come back and they ask the same thing again. And then they start to kind of argue. All right. And this continues on. And eventually you just, all you, you know, all, when people look at me, I just want to see, you know, I just want them to see me pointing to the sky. Like that's right. all that's important. Right. You know, I can tell you about September 11th. I can tell you about nanothermite or the alien deception or alien grays or the Lester Crowley's magical numbers or whatever you want to talk about. And I think God will bring these people into our lives. I was at a bookstore just the other day and this guy comes up. I was playing chess on one of those giant chess boards with my girlfriend. And this guy nice. comes up and he says, he says, uh, 
you know, oh yeah, you like playing chess, yeah, you know, it's got a lot of hidden meanings and stuff. And I just like, yeah, yeah, I know. And so I look over, I said, you know, it's, it's a Freemason, you know, free, Freemasonic game, right? And he just like looks at me and his mouth just drops open. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, it is. And he goes on to tell me all this stuff about Freemasonry and alchemy and all this stuff. And it was one of those moments where it's just like, you know, all right, you know, God's throwing a, you know, a slow pitch over home plate here. <laughs> you know, it's like Tim hit this out of the park. And I just said, hey, look, man, you got to, you know, you got to get away from this stuff. You know, this book, on, he's got a book called Alchemy for Dummies. He just bought this stuff. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, look, man, you got to, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. At the end. He's well, I'm a Christian, but I just think the Bible's a allegory and this and that. And it reminds me, I got to email him back. But these people, I think God will give us the opportunity to speak to these people. You know, I've, oh, I've been given that opportunity so many times because I happen to know about these things. And so it's funny, I don't want, you know, that was one of the reasons I started Revelations Radio News because it was it's so often the case where people get on there and just like scream the sky is falling. And I want to be not only a Christian that's doing it, but a calm one right. who's saying that, you know, if they come take me away, they're going to come take me away. Worry not what you will say for the Holy Spirit will give you the words in the, in the time and the day. It, it doesn't matter, you yeah. know. So let's just talk about it. Let's work it out. If they come, you know, let's just take it as it comes. God wins. I know yeah. it. Yeah. He's a real God and he wins. And your crystals and the 9-11 stuff, all that stuff isn't going to matter. Neither is this rat race that we're all running. Yeah. It's just Jesus. I agree. And yeah, I've, I was in a library a couple months ago and, and I was, I think I had a couple stacks of books or whatever in front of me. And this guy came up to me and he's like, oh, ancient uh, history or something. And he got into the Sumerians and the Anunnaki and all that stuff. And yeah, it was, it was, yeah, same feeling of like, oh man, this, this is too easy. You know, this is you just know those situations when you come across something like that and you come, you start a conversation with someone. Those moments are weird because I've had moments where I'm like, I don't feel comfortable sharing Jesus in those moments sometimes, yeah. you know, but you have to like, it's yeah. just like, this is exactly why I look into all this stuff. I mean, it's this conversation right here. So, um, you know, and, and sometimes they, you know, they don't take it well or whatever, and they have their own theories of Jesus and they, they try to push that on you. But you know, at least you put a rock in their shoe, you know, uh, maybe in the future they'll come to realize the truth, but you know, it's, it's, um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle, you know? And I think, uh, I wrote in the Christian conspiracy theorist, uh, articles there on refer- referencing it again, just because I recently finished all of it. And there's a certain level of faith that is required to be a Christian who studies like conspiracies and, you know, aliens and all this stuff, because we, we're like going into fire. Like (laughs) we're, we're just walking right into all the stuff that the enemy has thrown out, you know, and we're just trying to like make our way through it, make sense of it. And, and ultimately, you know, point to Jesus, but it's not the easiest thing. It's like the, the biggest scenic route you can take, you know, because it's going through all the sludge of society and culture and everything else. So, you know, uh, again, I don't think it is for everyone because it it does take a, a toll on you. Like we were talking to Peter Goodgame a couple of weeks ago, and you know he he'd mentioned yeah. how he stopped studying all this stuff for a while because he just you know it was just overwhelming. So there's definitely a balance, but I do think that it it requires a certain um, level of faith to really you know be someone to and you know I, I've heard Chris and other people tell people that are coming right out of the New Age like look don't don't focus on anything new age. Like even though they have that sense of like, Oh, I've been fooled. I need to expose the new age movement or whatever. It's like, no, 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 just 
chill out for a while, just go with your Bible for a while, learn the Word of God, and there will be a time when you know you're ready to expose that stuff, you know, full on. So, right. um, yeah. Well, and it's so it's so easy for people to get hostile too. Um, we've come in contact with some people who, you know, become <laughs> become new Christians and uh, you know are so fired up, and then s- something happens and they just get so hostile. Yeah, you know, just bringing the fire and brimstone. <laughs> Tom Bionic on the Future Quake used to say the Christian firing squads are in circles. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's I mean, I don't I don't wanna point just at the new Christians because I mean there's a lot of older traditional Christians who do the same thing and it's just uh you know, everybody's just talking about how those Christians are uh are, you know, working for the devil. And it's just, um, you know. And I'm sure we've done some of that too. Like pointing oh, yeah. somebody like, yeah, that's satanic, man. And it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But we just you know, tend to do that as people. So, But, it, you know, it's all the body of Christ though, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the church building, I, I guess you guys shared, you guys work in a church building. That attracts a certain kind of people in the, in the, in the, in Christ is, is shared there, you know. We're just trying to get to the private place, the secret place inside people's homes, you know, where <laughs> right. where they're trying to seek these things. And we just want to be there. You know, the body of Christ, you know, just, you know, a toe does something different than your, your eyeball does. It, right. We're all members of it. And I think that we have been given a big task here who happen to know a lot of these things and believe in, in Jesus. And, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of beating a dead horse there. I mean, it's just. It's, <laughs> I think we've been beating it for a while now, but it's, yeah. it's good. It's good to flush it out, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. horse, man. Good and dead. So dead. So dead. So dead. <laughs> oh man. So oh. many deads. You know, I love one thing I love about Revelations Radio News is just the level of sarcasm. And I know Andrew probably brings that to the table, but uh, there was a couple shows where you guys were talking about Bill Gates and all the stuff he does. And I was walking my dogs and I just started cracking up laughing. And people were probably looking at me like, man, that guy's weird. You know, he's walking his dog, he's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys had me rolling for. You know, a good hour or something. Just the sarcasm was ridiculous, and I think that's needed, though. You know, it's it is kind of a heavy topic if you sit and think about it. But if you don't, if you can't, like, sort of make fun of it in your own way, it it be, it is really depressing. You know, so and that's that's something we don't plan at all. I think it just it naturally comes out. Yeah, when, yeah. When we talk about something like that, and, some things just warrant sarcasm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And a lot of it happens to have to do with the Illuminati and, yeah. and the darkest the, and the elites of the world. Yeah. Anything else? Anything <laughs> there, else? Anything else, Tim? About? That you wanna you wanna drop in? You wanna kick the horse a couple more times? <laughs> let's find a new horse. Let's, have I been ramb- <laughs> let's, let's find a new horse. Have I been ram- have I been rambling on too much? No, 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 not at all, not at all. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I think you guys are doing a, an awesome job, and I enjoy it. I, I, I really like the idea of working with both of you guys to, uh, you know, you guys do such and such thing, and we'll do the other, you know, and try and just bring more people 
I, I'm just pointing them towards Jesus through Chris. Like, here, go talk to Chris. You know, he'll answer your emails. He'll answer your questions. Yes, we care about it, you know. Uh, but I, I always wonder how he gets back to everyone because a lot of times he does like the, you know, he, he records a voice message for you. Yeah. You know, I've gotten somewhere it's like him talking for like 25 minutes and it's like, oh, dude, you really spent 25 minutes yeah, or, or more probably because he recorded it and then, you know, whatever. Um, that's, I don't, that's dedication. You know, I think that's, he that's spends amazing. hours a day answering emails or I think he only does it on two days now, but yeah, he's, he, he streams, spends tried to streamline it quite a, quite a bit of time doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it though. Yeah. I mean, and he's, you know, I'm telling you when I was in, you know, that questioning mode, I was, in, I was sending emails to him and getting those audio responses and they were hugely important to me. Yeah. It's like a little personal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So there you have it, Tim Kilkenny, co-host of Revelation Radio News. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's, uh, it's really cool what you guys are doing here, and I just hope that uh, the Lord continues to bless your work uh, in the future. Absolutely awesome. As well. And Tim, where can we listen to the show? Uh, you can go to revelationsradionews.com or, uh, of course, you know it'll be uh, listed just like your show on revelationsradionetwork.com. Very good. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in once again to Canary Cry Radio. And as always, think outside the cage. Awesome music. Awesome music. Yeah. Audio overlay. Awesome music. Illuminati quotes. Crickets. Crickets. Bird chirping. Bird chirping. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, so much branding of birds. <laughs> I feel a little bit offended. Is that is that normal? Why no, do I feel offended? Should, I'm like, we're just, you we're guys just, are making fun of my, my no, editing skills, awesome. man. Hey, it's awesome. Seriously, no, we're it's not awesome. making fun of it. It's awesome. No, if... I don't know. I'm no, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm I've listened kidding. to every single episode, so I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a. I'm almost jealous. I'm jealous. It's, it's all out of jealousy. I'm saying that. I just I play the same thrice song every other episode and the same dubstep drop to enter in every episode. And I mouth breathe on the microphone. And you guys are just doing an awesome job, and I'm just jealous. So you should take it take it as a uh, as, as a compliment, man. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Canary Cry Radio. The show notes for this episode and many others are available at canarycryradio.com. Make sure to connect and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash canarycryradio. Follow us on Twitter at canarycryradio. If you would like to share the show in video format, you can find us on YouTube by searching Canary Cry Radio. Review us on iTunes with five stars and give us a thumbs up on StumbleUpon.com. We would like to thank those of you who have given us your support, prayers, and donations. If you would like to join us and support Canary Cry Radio financially, you could do so by visiting CanaryCryRadio.com and clicking the support tab. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, remember to think outside the cage.